tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, welcome to Joy Newsroom coming to you live from our studios at Koko Mlemle, DSTV Channel 421, Go TV Channel 125, and around the globe at myjoyonline.com. My name is Carlos Caloni. Coming up, Food and Drugs Authority suspends operations of four sachet water producing companies in South Tong District after the authority identified contamination by microorganisms. And 20-year-old SHS graduate filling the gap for displaced school children in Mefe, one of the flooded communities in the North Tong district. We tell you about her identity as she offers free lessons to some of the children at one of the safe havens. Meanwhile, education think tank Edward Africa is calling on government to provide virtual learning interventions for school children affected by the flood so they are not left behind their academics. And in business, consumers advise to insist on quality of goods and services while shopping. We have details plus the latest in world news. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining us here on Joy Newsroom. Now, the Food and Drugs Authority FDA has moved swiftly to suspend the operations of four sachet water producing companies in the southern district of the Volta region. Now, this was after the authority identified that samples collected from these companies contain microorganisms, making the water not safe for human consumption. Now, the exercise was part of measures to ensure public safety taken into consideration flooding incident along the lower Volta following the spillage of the Akosombo town. Now, the Volta region director of FDA, Gordon Akrogo, was in charge of the team that carried out the exercise. So FDA, uh, together with Environmental Health, Ghana Health Service, uh, came on the ground to ensure that all these facilities are visited. So far, we visited a number of facilities, and then samples were picked the last three days ago. And then, unfortunately, three, four of the facilities have been affected with uh, water having microbiological issues. There had been a growth in the samples we picked, and therefore those facilities need to fix them. And then, before we allow them to be uh, come into the market, they are facility registered by FDA, but we think that certain systems are not working. That probably has made the, the bacteria to grow and then the growth can have effects on consumers when they take it. So all those waters that they produce within that time frame has been detained for safe disposal. The facility has been suspended for us to help them fix the issues before they come back into the market. And some really have a system where they pick the water, they submerge uh, a pump 
in the water where they pick and process, which at the end they give them safe water and quality water. Others probably have their own borehole where they have dug, and because now the aquifer is very rich of water, because there's submersion of water, there's possible seepage of water from the dam or from elsewhere into their boreholes, and that has also probably might have caused it. But we expected that they should have a system that will really sterilize the bacteria, kill the bacteria, or terminate the activity of those bacteria, which said that it will not affect the consumption of that water. Unfortunately, all those people we checked had problem with a bit of systems, and on which we have advised them to fix it, and then we'll come back by Monday and pick samples and test before we can give them permission to continue production. Right. As part of the regional uh, district emergency response, I think NADMO are commanding water from outside the district to serve people, distribute to people. This is one of the measures they have to solve for people from drinking from the valley. So, and also we are doing public education to educate people at this time that you avoid to drink water from the stream. So these are things that we are putting in place. But I think that the district and other philanthropists are putting system in place, serving water. On this afternoon, Gertrude Nuchukpi, a 20-year-old senior high school graduate who has been displaced by the Akosombo Dam spillage, is dedicating her time at one of the camps to offer free lessons to children who have also been displaced due to the flooding in the Northong district of the Volta region. Now, Gertrude provides free lessons for the children three times a day as she believes it's her own initiative to ensure the children make the most of their time during these challenging circumstances and continue their academic progress. There's more in the following report. What can the eyes do? It can see, it can see. What can the eyes do? It can see, it can see. What can the ears do? It can at the St. Kizito camp in the Northong district of the Volta region, Gertrude, a 20-year-old graduate of Akachi Secondary Technical School, dedicates more than six hours a day to providing free lessons for these displaced children. The academic calendar has been disrupted for thousands of such children. But Gertrude is determined to ensure that they use their time at the safe heavens wisely to maintain their academic progress. Just being home without going to school due to the flood, their classrooms not open for them to go to school. So two days ago, I was just sitting under the tree. They were playing, hurting themselves. So I just decided to get a board and a few decks, then teach them a little. Due to their difference in classes, I'm just doing something general for them, like part of the body. They all have a general idea about it, so it's okay so far. Since we all know that it's best for kids to learn in the morning, since they'll get uh, things more and uh, clearly, so when it's morning, I allow them to eat, then we gather around do a few starters then I teach them when it's about two hours later they go for breaks then we'll come back again then we'll do other subjects as well. Mm. You also give them homeworks? Yes. Tell us how they are picking these lessons from you. Well it's it's going good it's going good. What is the biggest challenge teaching kids you've never met anywhere 
and uh, now getting to know them and all that. How difficult is this thing that you're doing? I must say it's really difficult because some I, I have to take my time and know how they are, their individual characters and things. So in the class to see some playing, tell them to behave but since you are new to them so they find it hard to adapt to you so and concentration appears to be low yes because you know it's an open place i know people are moving and all that. how are you trying to control that well when a class is going on for when i see they have divided attention i bring in some rhymes to bring their mind back to the the lesson do you want to become a full-time teacher not really. So, so what's the motivation? I mean, what you're doing is really good. I mean, what's that fact, motivating factor that is pushing you to help these kids? Okay, I once taught in a private school. So that's where I had the, the basic training to do this. What would you want to say to the government? Looking at these kids, they are here. They are not going to school because of the flat situation and you have decided to volunteer yourself to teach them. Uh, what would you want to say to the authority with regards to their condition and what can be done so that their education will not be truncated? Well, I appeal to the government to make it possible, if it will, for the water to reduce so that they can have access to their classrooms. And, you know, teaching without writing is difficult so if they can get us some books some exercise books and a few textbooks it will be okay and then we don't have lights over here so during night time it's very difficult to see things some thieves roaming around so it's difficult for the the kids so i just hope and pray that the government will come to our aid her selflessness has caught the attention of Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa, the member of parliament for the North Tong constituency, who described their action as highly inspiring. Remarkable, really touching, and uh, uh, it tells you the spirit of the Ghanaian, uh, very resilient, and despite the challenges, she's displaced, she's here with her mother, she tells me that uh, she's not even a trained teacher, but she has taught in a private uh, primary school before, and she thought that instead of just whiling away time in the camp, why not, you know, um, take the kids who have had the academic work disrupted through some lessons. And uh, her own initiative, I didn't know about it, the district director of education does not know about it, uh, but this, this, this is such a uh, a touching story, very inspiring, and uh, I want to commend Gertrude for, for this. Uh, I have a surprise package for her, which we are not going to disclose, uh, but uh, we are so proud of her, and uh, God richly bless you. This this is a spirit, and this is what we want to see. We want to see more of this. There are hundreds of children across the eight affected districts whose academic calendar have been disrupted by the flood waters. Gertrude firmly believes that her efforts at the camp will help these children stay academically on track. Reporting from Kizito campus here, my name is Carlos Caloni for Joy News. Away from the story, deploy virtual learning interventions to districts affected by the Akosombo Dam spillage 
and adopt an education and emergency plan. That is the call by the African Education Watch to the government. In a statement issued today, the education think tank is calling on the Ministry of Education to support the Ghana Education Service and the Center for National Distance Learning and Open Schooling, SENDLOS, to deploy pre-recorded learning content used during the COVID-19 school closure on media networks and energy-efficient mobile learning devices in the affected areas. For details the, on this particular story, I have been joined on the telephone by the Senior Program Officer at Africa Education Watch, Divine Pep. Hello, Divine. Uh, so, do we know the number of children that have been affected uh, so far per your research in these um, communities? All right. Thank you, Carlos. And let me start with conveying our sympathy to the affected family and then also assure them of our support. And what we are also putting ourselves together to visit the community and do some intervention as far as education is concerned. When it comes to the number of students that are affected, we do not have the numbers, but we know that the situation has disrupted education in three main districts, i.e. Northton, Southton, and then through East. Uh, other surrounding districts uh, are likely to be affected in the coming days as the village continues. Uh, so uh, for these three particular districts, mm. education is totally disrupted and nothing is on going. Uh, that actually inform our statement that there's a need for some level of intervention uh, because to keep education running during crisis is also part of humanitarian services or support that actually needed to be uh, given. So uh, the Ghana Education Service, with the support of the Ministry of Education, uh, we are calling on them to assess the situation, to see the impact and how they can support uh, uh, each other to keep education running in the district. And we have, for in the interim, called the Ministry of Education to support the Ghana Education Service and the Stems Law to deploy pre-recorded learning content. Uh, they were used during the COVID period, so it's not anything new that they are going to start over again. There are community radio, so uh, private radio stations around that are still broadcasting. Mm. Um, they could give them to them for them to be using. And then also the district assembly can also closely work with the education directories, whereby they can identify safe shelters for students to gather and practice and participate in virtual learning under this particular time. All right. We, we know many of the schools have now become the... A center for um, holding these flood victims. And this, this is not the first time the African Education Watch is actually making such a call to have this plan in place just in case we have an emergency on our hand. If this is not done, what impact or what level of impact is it going to have on education, especially at the basic level? Yes, you are right that this is not the first time we are calling for uh, education in crisis to be ongoing. During the COVID crisis, we made a similar call and then also asked the Ministry of Education to adopt and operationalize education in emergency plan. We actually need that. A lot of countries have that plan in place, such that when there is a, a crisis in any of their jurisdictions, they can trigger that particular plan so that education will not be unduly affected. Uh, sadly, since 2020 to this that we made a call, little progress has been made in materializing that particular education in emergency plan. And you would have realized in our statement again that we are urging the Ministry of Education to ensure that this particular 
plan is in place and operationalized such that when we get to instances like this, uh, that plan can provide a form of guidance for teachers and other education stakeholders as to how to uh, continue education. Because in times of crisis, students actually need to get, get education. Their education is not to be trusted. Any learning loss that occurs can actually affect the progress we've made over the years in terms of student to learning. That's why there are some semblance of learning needs to be going on. It may not need to be 8 o'clock a.m. coming to school and closing at 3 p.m., no, as the usual calendar, no. It can be just about a few hours of right. learning, especially in the areas of literacy and numeracy. All right, so finally, before I let you go, we are learning that the Ministry of Education uh, will be visiting affected areas on Tuesday to assess the situation. From where you sit as an expert, where should their focus be when they visit these communities? Yes, uh, we mentioned that uh, three communities have been badly affected already, and there are other communities that are likely to be affected. Uh, they need to assess, first of all, the impact at the state areas that students can gather for learning. They need to understand that. Uh, schools that are not yet affected, what are plans that they need to put in place for both teachers and then learners. They actually need that. And then also make readily available uh, the learning materials that students can also be uh, using at home. That's very important. But beyond the Ghana Education Service, what they, they, they will do, we are also seeing interventions by corporate Ghana, and so we commend them for that. Uh, one area we are not seeing donations coming from is in the area of learning materials. Uh, we urge corporate Ghana also that as part of their intervention, the food supplies and medicine supplies that they are doing, they uh, include learning materials so that when the learners, uh, while they are at home, they can also be used. As I mentioned, every watch, uh, we are also mobilizing ourselves in that regard to help the students in this particular trying time. Thank you so much. Divine Kwe is the Senior Program Officer at Africa Education Watch. Uh, he's been sharing details with us with how the spillage of the Akosombo Dam uh, is actually impacting education across those communities. But still on the Akosombo Dam spillage, Benedicta Atigodo, a 35-year-old single mother of three who has been displaced by floodwaters in Mepe in the Nocturne district of the Volta region, fears she could soon become a street person after the floodwaters recede. Now, Benedicta is a professional hairdresser, not only lost her personal belongings to the flood, but also a hairdressing salon, a family's main source of sustenance. Now, her current circumstances are exceedingly challenging, and providing for her children without a stable income is an immense struggle at the camp she now lives. Now, her greatest concern lies in the prospect of rebuilding her life once the floods subside. There's more in the following report. This is the meal for four people. She herself and three of her kids. Clearly, this cannot suffice. But according to her, it's the only option. And this is the only meal for the entire day. There was no breakfast. This is going to serve as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This food is for myself and my three children. It is not enough. But we with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. 
kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. That's lifelock.com slash aware to save 25%. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Managing it because I do not have any support from anyone. How has this flat situation like a chiak blending away? Oh, headrest are menu. The Asia Konya da or no Pukoju, the Mahai Hoha Filamet, I say Chokwe Mevalegi. Nenobu, the Ekio Kumoko Kovagi. So she's basically saying that everything uh, is gone. The things we see here are the very few items she could salvage. And these are the items she's using to take care of the three kids that she has. She is a professional hairdresser, but everything is gone. They share relief items at this camp, but sometimes we queue without getting any. We like Bangkok, so whenever I have some funds, I buy cassava dough to prepare for the family. This is where we sleep. These people helped us with some mats, and that's what we sleep on now. I keep asking myself, how do I raise money to buy all hairdressing equipment to bounce back? Where I am now, if I fall sick, money to go to the hospital is an issue because we are extremely poor. I come from a poor home. This is Benedicta's family. Her firstborn is here. The secondborn is here. And this is the third. She's a single mother who has been displaced by this flood situation here in Mepe. Taking care of these kids has become Benedict's biggest challenge. Her fear is where to move these kids to because she has lost everything, including where she sleeps. 
The first one is 13 years. My second child is eight. And the last one is a little over two years. I worry a lot about their future. I'm even considering giving the elderly one to stay with someone. Benedicta and her three kids sleep in this tent for now. And her house has been destroyed in the flood waters. She's thus calling for assistance. I need help from anyone watching me now because I have no one to rely on. I survive through my own efforts. My salon is gone. My rented room is also flooded. So if the soldiers dismantle this tent, I have no place to go to. She's thus calling on authorities and benevolent organizations to extend a helping hand to her. Carlos Caloni, join us. Away from the Akosombo Dam spillage, Chancellor of the University of Cape Coast, Dr. Sir Sam Jonah, says it's a tragedy that virtues such as integrity, honesty, prioritizing national interests above self, among others, which are needed in overdose in Ghana's pres present circumstances, are missing in the curriculum of African students at all levels. Now, speaking at the 13th Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Lecture at the University of Cape Coast, he said there are important lessons from Kwame Nkrumah's life that are desperately needed to undo the deep damage in the management of African resources. Brilliant, inspiring, sobering, important lessons in leadership, priority of national interest above self, honesty, integrity, trust, lessons in how religiosity has affected development. These are all important lessons which clearly are needed in overdose in our present circumstances in Ghana and, of course, on the continent. It is, listening to the professor, it's a tragedy that these important lessons are not part of the everyday curriculum of African students at all levels. It was quite shocking to hear that indeed Nkrumah's books, which, as you recall, were bent at the University of Ghana when it was when we Nkrumah was overthrown, uh, an event which was done under the supervision of the American ambassador at the time, who happened to be African American, that these books are not actually even available in our campuses, let alone taught as courses. It is a tragedy. It is never too late. I hope and pray that anybody in influential position who has heard this fantastic lecture would hear what would also be said tomorrow. Know that Sankofa, there's nothing wrong with that. We've made mistakes. There are important lessons in this man's leadership journey which desperately are needed 
if we are to, as it were, undo the immense deep damage that we all know we have done in the management of our continent's resources. Now, let's shift our attention to some road safety stories, where the principal manager of planning and programs of the National Road Safety Authority, Henry Esumeni, has disclosed that speeding contributes to 60% of all road collisions in the country. It also contributes to the severity of the crash and injuries. Now, speaking at a stakeholder engagement on the implementation of traffic technology, which is traffic tech in the Upper West Region, he said, or oh, yeah, he that the implementation of the automated system will reduce carnage on the roads. Join News' Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam was there, and this report contains distressing videos which viewer discretion is advised. Traffic Tech Ghana is an automated system developed by the Ghana Police Service to enforce road traffic laws and regulations to improve road safety in Ghana. The system uses cameras and sensors to automatically take a picture and or a video of vehicles that flood road traffic laws and regulations such as speeding and jumping off red light. Before its implementation, various stakeholder engagements has been held across the country to sensitize the public on the need to implement it in order to reduce traffic infractions. The stakeholder engagement in the Upper West Region is therefore the third to be held in the country. The project is a collaboration between the Ghana Police Service, National Road Safety Authority, Department of Vehicles and Licensing Authority, National Insurance Commission, and other stakeholders. Director in charge of education, research, and training at the Motor Traffic Transport Department of the Ghana Police Service, Chief Superintendent Alexander Kwekuobin says the ball rolling on the essence of the implementation of the traffic automated systems. You are a vehicle driver train issues a license by DVLA. The maximum speed in town should not be more than 50. At certain places in town like Iwa, in the CBD, where you're approaching traffic lights, where schools are, among others, you cannot move about 30. And so, first, it is to check this behavior. Two, it will check our behaviors when we are approaching hazardous places like junctions, crossroad, T-junctions, and all that where that traffic lights and people we are supposed to stop at amber and red and people are crashed running through uh, amber and red as if they, 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 they are chasing who don't know and vehicles are crashing preventably. Acting Director General of the National Road Safety Authority, Engineer David Osofo Odantin noted that considering the sea of road crashes in the country, the best option for now to reduce them is the automated system which will have minimal human control. Just this year, I'm sure the full statistics will be given to you. We have recorded 9,300 crashes as at end of August this year. And a number of deaths, about 1,400 of our computers, Ghanaians, have been buried, dead and gone. It is not weapons. That killed them on the road, the vehicles. That human being sit behind the steering wheel and they drive. They're speeding, some of them as if they want to fly. If you hit the highway and you observe, you can see clearly what I'm talking about. 
jumping of red lights, and so many other infractions. Some of them minor, 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 but they kill. Principal manager of planning and programs of the National Road Safety Authority, Henry Asimani, disclosed that speeding contributes to 60% of all road collisions in the country. He yes, used the following video as you approach here your speed should be reducing because you are getting into an intersection and although it is green as you pass here you should reduce your speed when you reduce your speed because it's an intersection there are a lot of activities there it will help you to be able to avoid certain things did we all see that yes the motor rider shouldn't have crossed the vehicle but if the vehicle was going below the 30 kilometer speed limit he could have avoided what this motorcycle now he hit a motorcycle and ended up hitting other people around here these are some of the causes of the speeds let's look at this one too this is around nima during one of their festive occasions you see this is as a result of speeding he lost control then let's look at this one. You see that the vehicles have stopped for the pedestrians to cross, but because the track, because the track was still speeding, he couldn't stop in time. Our powers regional commander of the Ghana Police Service, DCOP Prince Gabriel Wabu, posited that with the implementation of the traffic technology Ghana, persons who infringes on traffic laws will not have people to intercede on their behalf, as was done in the past now it is not the human being who will stop you the road user you the motorist you the bike user whoever is committing any crime on the road it is the camera that will capture you and once the camera captures you no human being is going to talk to you it will come on your phone or it will be in your letterbox for you to go and pay. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam. Wow. Now moving on in a world where the pursuit of excellence and community service often take a back seat, the remarkable journey of girls from St. Monica's Senior High School in the Ashanti region is a testament to the transformative power of education and mentorship. The journey began with the I Made It program, a comprehensive initiative designed by Smile for Child Ghana to nurture the holistic development of these young girls. Now, among its core components, character building sessions were held weekly, instilling values such as reliability, resilience, resourcefulness, and responsibility, fostering a culture of excellence in behavior. Another crucial element in their development was acquiring general knowledge, which entailed reading assignments during breaks and subsequent periodic tests. Through this period, the girls expanded their horizon, which every page they turned. Mohammed Mahmoud Mohammed Nuruddin has more in the following report. Vanessa, Lydia, Sandra, Georgina, Emanuela, and Regina have defied all odds to become true community service champions. What truly sets these students apart is their strong sense of community service instilled by the I Made It program. Since 2021, they have been actively involved in a plastic waste recycling project within their school, collecting plastic waste on the school premises and packaging it weekly for sale to recycle companies 
companies, these young champions have not only contributed to environmental conservation but also learned valuable lessons in responsibility and teamwork. Sandra 17 reflects on how the program helped them undertake community service. She emphasizes that the program not only honed their community skills but also helped them discover and develop their unique talents. Through this program we got to know the community skills. Yes, we developed a lot of talent from it. It has helped me so much. We also gained some lessons through our facilitators. They taught us how to be responsible, how to be refined as girls, how to be resilient and also how to be do anything that we want to do. They have nurtured us, they have encouraged us. So as we are living here, we are also going out there to help the others. For Sandra, the program transformed her from a child individual to someone who can confidently interact with others, understand their challenges and provide assistance. Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. That's LifeLock.com slash aware to save 25%. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. One in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced. Let our professional parts people test your battery for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Through Smile for Child Ghana, I've been able to know how to speak to people. I remember when I came here as a first year student, I wasn't mingling with people. I was very Z type, always in my class. Even speaking to my mistresses, it was difficult for me. But through the training that I gained from Smile for Child Ghana, I've been able to come out, speak to people, and also learn how to help others. Since I was a reserve type, I wasn't giving much attention to people. But now I'm the outing type. I speak to people. I help them. I ask of their well-being. Smile for Child Ghana, I made the program, has really made us feel at home always. Vanessa, who is 18 years old, shares Sandra's enthusiasm. She believes the program made her courageous and outstanding, despite the challenges and demands of the program. Vanessa describes the results as nothing short of amazing. Smile for Child Ghana has made the girls more courageous and outstanding. A few of them were um, like they didn't commu- they didn't communicate with the commu- uh, outside world war, but right now everyone is smiling. They are all happy and they are able to um, appreciate what they've done for them. And to me personally, Smile for Child Ghana has helped me a lot. I didn't stay with my parents, but through Smile for Child Ghana, right now I'm with my parents happily, and they provide my car, my my transportation fare, sometimes my provisions that I find difficult to find, and my tuition fees sometimes. These two remarkable students are not alone in their sentiments. Their colleagues share similar feelings of enthusiasm and excitement, a testament to the transformative power of mentorship and community service. Patience Lawe, one of the facilitators at St. Monica's Senior High School, highlights the program's reformative impact on the girls despite the challenges they faced. She acknowledges that grooming, forming, and nurturing young individuals is no easy task, but the dedication of these students has been truly remarkable. Um, 
this program has been very educative and, and in fact it has been very good. It has helped nature form and train these young girls. But then I also have to admit that it has been very challenging. You know, grooming, forming girls, nurturing girls, it's not so easy sometimes. Getting them all together to perform a task, to do something, to do an, an assignment, it, it was not easy. But then through it all, they have made it. Just as our slogan says, um, smile, I made it. Patience expresses her wish for the program to continue and support more brilliant yet needy girls. Tejania Vanessa, Sandra, Lydia, Georgina, Emanuela, and Regina is a shining example of how education, mentorship, and community. You're still watching Join Newsroom with me, Carlos Caloli. Now, moving on, as part of effort aimed at promoting hand washing among school going children, the Techuma Municipal School Health Education Program Unit of the Ghana Education Service has together with the Ghana Health Service held an educative program with selected schools in the Sansama community. Now, the initiative is aimed at creating awareness on the benefit of hand washing and encourage hygiene and reduce infections among children. Anna Sabit has more in the following report. The outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic necessitated unprecedented, significant and sustained infection prevention and control measures to reduce the risk of exposure and prevent transmission. Aggressive hand-washing with soap and the running water was among the various prevention protocols adapted to mitigate the spread of the pandemic. This hand-washing protocol health experts say reduces the transmission of microorganisms, increases patient safety and decreases healthcare-associated infections. Sadly, however, rigorous hand-washing as seen in the era of the COVID-19 pandemic is slowly fading away, a situation that exposes many to several health risks. Tichima Municipal School Health Education Program Coordinator Mary Wuntuma, who, as part of the Global Hand Washing Day, instituting measures capable of sensitizing school children within the Sansama community on the need to adopt hand washing with soap and running water as a way of life. After COVID, look as if we have reduced the hand washing. And you agree with me, when COVID came, a lot of diseases, especially diarrhea in Ghana, Corilla, you, you never heard of it. And it was just because of proper hand washing. That is why we, we decided to come to San Summer, so that we'll educate the children how to wash their hands properly. And as they go back and their parents who come from the farm, they will also then give them the information of how to wash their hands properly and all the time. She was quick to have admonished corporate institutions to reintroduce Veronica packets at their premises and make hand washing part of their respective protocols. So I think that in our banks and other uh, institutions, we should be able to bring back Veronica packets. So let's, our, uh, our, uh, institutions should keep on encouraging people to wash their hands by providing soap, water, and then uh, tissue for all customers who come around to wash their hands. So we all live healthy. Chief of the area, Nana Afna Yeboa, who acted as the chairman of the occasion, promised to serve as an ambassador for hand washing and is hopeful that the act, if adopted, will help minimize infections across the area. We are going to campaign, in fact from here, 
we are going to the Paris to compare to the people, to the communities. Young festival, a poor festival, whatever it is, we are now going to inculcate it into our system so that wherever we meet, people will know the essence of washing hands or cleaning hands. So when that is done, definitely we are going to reduce disease and germs in our society. So we are going to do that. We will make sure that that is done in our various parties and holes so that people will adopt that. Assemblyman for Sansama Electoral Area, Nuhu Abdrazak, also emphasized that the move fits into his sanitation project and noted that enough education will be carried out to help sensitize the populace. Being a stakeholder of this uh, community, I'm going to take it right away from you. Already I started doing something and this one too has also come to join. That means it is going to be a process, not an event. And that is to say that right from here, any occasion where I will have the chance, I will be educating the people the continuous uh, way of washing hands before eating. And that is why, you know, if you want to speak to God, you speak to the children. We've just started with the children. This year's Global Hand Washing Day was marked under the theme, Clean Hands Are Within Reach. And as submit, Joy News. We take a break, we return with business. Stay with us. Starting this October 20th to 11th of November, the African Football League who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money. Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market we take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint we then dilute them with water and now let the test begin the gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint as you can clearly see flamingo has the obvious better hiding furthermore flamingo has painted a much larger area you know one packet of flamingo paint 
is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Good morning. Welcome to Joy News Desk. My name is Aisha Brian. Let me tell you, there's not a small job at all. What can you report from the FANA community? We are still sounding the alarm for people who are hiding to know that help has come. The board is supposed to be meeting this morning to deliberate on this nominee. Yes, this problem has been recurring over time. The people have invested their, the fruits of their excellence and you want to throw it away because you think you can. No, it's not lawful for him to do it, period. What's the basis that these uh, financial assurances will be giving latest today? If you follow what has transpired over the week, we got the information when the president addressed uh, the media celebration indicating that China is going to come on board. Welcome back. In business, consumers urge to be critical on quality items as Yuletide approach. Now, consumers have been urged to look out for substandard food items and reject them on the shelves to avoid health complications. This advice follows a caution from the African Development Bank over a massive aflatoxin infection in many grains on the market. Now, reacting to the concerns of quality foods, the Dean of School of Agriculture at the University of Ghana, Professor Irene Ajay, said... Consumers must make a conscious effort to insist on quality, especially on food items. That is about training, but it's also about sensitization. We have to sensitize the people we call value chain actors. And they are researchers, they are policymakers, they are farmers, they are traders, they are processors, and they are consumers. Sometimes we leave out some of the actors, especially consumers. You see, we drive the market. So if consumers are thinking health and they are thinking quality, then they will ask for it. And that is where we call it the supply response. That is what we want to bring to the table that it is not only one group of people called farmers that we should always be shouting at produce quality, produce quality. If you produce, you put it on a shelf and I don't buy, you ask why. The next time you put quality and I buy, that is when you continue to produce quality. So for me, as a dean of the School of Agriculture, I have been part of this project because I want to hammer the issue of quality, especially driven by consumers. And Finance Minister Ken Ofreta has announced government has increased financial support for some of its social intervention programs. The move is part of effort to lessen the impact of IMF program correction and fiscal consolidation on Ghanaians. And the Finance Minister has been giving more details on the approach the government has been adopting to cushion a lot of Ghanaians. We are really looking 
looking at the youth start program um, to see how we can inject much more resources into that um, to enable you know a sense of um, activity and options as to appropriate um, skills for people and access to financing at cost that that um, at prices that make sense um, so that we are looking to do we've been able to maintain uh, petrol prices within a certain ambit and pray that you know with the war in Israel and all of that that does not get destabilized um, so um, it's a constant thought as to how to, for it to trickle down to you know, Kojo the plumber um, uh, and I, I think it will take a bit of time um, but we are moving in the right direction we should have hope that we've done it before and we can and will do it, do it again. Um, but true. Any, any, any projections that you've given to us? So because if, if you gauge the pulse of the market, people yeah. are like, things are difficult and all the rest. Are there any projections, not dates, but listen, even when the policy rate goes down, there, there's a lag period. If these things should continue stabilizing, it's trending down. Listen, in the next six months or eight months, listen, that effect will be felt because the concern is that things are still hard. Yeah, uh, acknowledge. Uh, acknowledge and very difficult. Um, but we are going to come up with, with a growth plan um, with um, the budget, uh, which will be read sometime in the middle of November, uh, which will give you know indications and hope that we, we will be able to um, ensure um, that all of us uh, inclusively um, um, taking care of um, in the future. Even when you look at um, what we are doing with the fund, uh, you can see that uh, with the LEAP program, um, uh, we have indexed it to make sure that we protect you know, against inflation, and we are also increasing the number of people that may be eligible to it um, to make sure that no one is really sort of left behind. Um, schools feeding rates are being increased, um, uh, and affirmative action is something that we are also going to be to, to be really focused on. So within the embedding the program itself is um, really a good a good faith effort um, to make sure um, that uh, we have a landing zone that is good for. All. But in the end, you know, what do you do of the 23 to the 35? What do you do uh, to the entrepreneur? What do you do to the um, SMEs? And, and that's where uh, we'll be finding various packages for them. Still in business, mining firm Persios Mining Ghana Limited says it is committed to building a legacy that creates enduring social values for the communities it operates in through sustainable mining practices and development. Now, according to the company, after 11 years of operation, it is ready to expand its frontiers and infrastructure to create the necessary opportunities for both the company and the communities. There's more in the following report. The mining company says its approach aligns with its overarching vision to prioritize the well-being of local communities, promote socio-economic development, and uphold environmental sustainability. General Manager of Pesos Mining Ghana Limited, Daniel Ejamehinsa, says by emphasizing the creation of long-term social values, Pesos Mining Ghana Limited seeks to build a mutually beneficial relationship with the communities, fostering a positive and sustainable impact on the local populace. As far back as 2012, 
PMGL received approval from the Minerals Commission from the designation of three new mining areas, namely Fetish Mining Area, Eswaja North Mining Area, and Eswaja South Mining Area, all covering a total of 1,040 hectares of its Ayanfre Mining Lease Area. As a mine, we are committed to building a legacy that creates enduring social values for our communities. Coming out of our commitment to sustainable mining practices and development, after being in active operations over the past 11 years, it has now become necessary to develop an additional pit and its associated infrastructure to sustain the operation and extend the life of mine. In pursuit of this objective, PMGL, in accordance with the Minerals and Mining Act 2006, Act 703, applied to the Minerals Commission of Ghana. Nana Chairman, I am happy to announce that after subjecting the application of the mine to its due diligence processes, the Minerals Commission has granted a new mining lease for the Edikan mine at Kosovo, covering a total of 289.63 hectares out of the Nanako mining lease for Edikan. Dentra Kontihine, Dr. Odiamono Intri Chumberma called on the company to report any issues they have with the communities so the company and the community can both live at peace. Pesos Mining Ghana Limited says 